the reason that customers are going to use you if you're using subcontractors and not go directly to the subcontractor is because you can provide a better experience for them. This is the Contractor Files Podcast. Your hosts, Ethan McNeil and Trent Keith, take a deep dive into the construction and remodeling industry to uncover keys to success and pitfalls to avoid. To our fourth podcast, and in this podcast we're going to talk about how to handle subcontractors. I am Ethan McNeil, brother-in-law. I am Trent Keith. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in case you didn't know, um, I mean, you probably are figuring things out, but Trent owned a uh, construction business for 20 plus years, Mm -hmm. and uh, about halfway through that process, um, I got brought on board and helped him with the office and project management and estimating and whatnot, so we're sharing a lot from that experience. Um, Also... Um, I have experience in software development and helping companies kind of work on procedures and systems for the business. Trent has real estate experience and lots of customer service and sales experience. So we're bringing all of that together for you uh, in this these podcasts. So yeah, just wanted to throw that in there as our fourth episode you're probably wondering who we are (laughs) now you know um so uh today we're going to talk about subcontractors subcontractors are um a very popular route for businesses not just in the construction industry but all across the board in all kinds of different industries because they're a way for you to grow your business without the headache of having to hire employees Um, You can get a specialized subcontractor to come in and do something that they do really well. You get to charge a fee on top of their fee to your clients and it looks like your company knows how to do tile or whatever it is super well and um, you didn't have to do hardly anything besides make some phone calls, set up appointments and all that. So subcontractors, um, some people think it's like a passive income. Um, not necessarily in construction, but in other industries, I've seen businesses built on this, like it's a passive business, but that is not at all the case and should not be the case if you want to be, uh, a reputable business (laughs) and we'll talk about why. Um, yeah. So, uh, the case for contractors, I kind of talked about it. You can build a business a lot faster. You got any other pros for why you would want to hire a contractor? Um, subcontractor. Subcontractor. I think a lot of times uh, subcontractors are very beneficial if you are a smaller business and you have time frames you have to meet. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, you're working for a company and you've said you will finish this job in three months and with mm. the crew you've got it would take six. Yes. Then you have to bring in specialized subcontractors for different areas. Um, But just like Ethan said, you cannot just hire a subcontractor and go home and take a nap or play (laughs) your video games and expect them to do an excellent job. You have to make sure they're doing things properly. You stay on top of them Mm -hmm. because you are still responsible for those subcontractors. Yes. Yep. 
And um, two, if you're a small business, I think subcontractors can give you the ability to take on larger projects yes. than you ever could as a small company. I know that um, there are some construction businesses that, and I don't know if I'd recommend this, but don't necessarily have anybody on staff that can do construction work. Their staff, their employees are sales representatives, estimators, project managers. They're more of a general contracting company. Um, and so all they do is get subcontractors, they build a house for you, and they don't actually have any employees that could build that house, but they bring in the subcontractors and they get it, get stuff done. So it's definitely a way to do bigger jobs, and you get to charge um, a good percentage on top of, of that. Uh, that's another pro. Sorry, yes. hopping definitely. around. <laughs> the profit margins. Um, on subcontractors um, is a set it should be a set um, profit that you're going to make on that job whereas when your employees are doing it things go over, you eat that overage a lot of times when a subcontractor tells you hey I can do it for this amount and it goes over, they eat that overage <laughs> and you still make your 10 to 30% or maybe you doubled the price I don't know what you did but um, you still make your, your profit out of the job so that's a definitely a plus yes definitely that's a rule of thumb um, although if you want to keep good subcontractors and they bid something wrong and they end up having a lot more time in it mm -hmm. then it would be beneficial to you to maybe lose a little bit of that profit and help them out yes. a little bit maybe they'll work for you a little more readily in the yes. future but as a rule of thumb as Ethan said once they give you a quote that's what the quote is and yep. then um, you're pretty solid from that viewpoint where as employees, you never have that. They can right. take longer, you're still paying them hourly. <laughs> yep. If materials go over, you're still paying for those materials. Yes. Uh, subcontractors is a lot simpler way to lock in where you're going to be on the bottom line. Yes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so subcontractors are great. We've talked about that. How do you vet the subcontractors that you want to hire? You know you need an electrician or your plumber or whatever it is that you think you need on your job. How do you find the perfect subcontractor for your business? Uh, you want to jump in on that? Sure. Um, the perfect subcontractor may be a challenge, but <laughs> finding a good subcontractor is like everything. If you can find one who is working around a job that you're involved with and you see what kind, what type of work they do, uh, what kind of uh, work ethic they have, um, all those things, if you can see them on a daily basis, that's the best way to start building your subcontractor list. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of comes back to what Ethan talked about on another video that we've done. If you're just interviewing and you're trying to get a list of some subcontractors that way, you have to do um, references mm -hmm. to where you can call and find out who they yes. work for and find out what they think yep. of that subcontractor. Yes. Yeah, and a part of that as references, ask for photos of their jobs. 
Um, if there are any type of a good contractor or subcontractor, they're going to have photos that they can give you, probably too many photos <laughs> of their jobs, and there'll probably be some funny memes in there too, because <laughs> I don't know, there always seems to be. But uh, you can get um, jo- uh, photos of their jobs and, and decide, is this how I want my job to look? Um, I've seen photos that subcontractors give you, and it's like, ooh, that is not good. I don't know why you took a picture of that. That's Is that the before? No, the, no that's the after. Okay. <laughs> Another thing um, that you can do um, to vet your contractors is to ask them for a certificate of insurance. Um, that alone will tell you whether that contractor has their act together or not because it doesn't take that much money to have insurance for your work and it definitely is a good safeguard if something goes wrong that they would have insurance. So ask them for a certificate of insurance and if they can't produce one that's a that would be a red flag and, and maybe a way that you can be like hey I can't hire you until you do get a certificate of insurance because I need to protect myself. I'm not going to pay the extra on my insurance to cover you <laughs> while you while you work for me. I was going to say, from our experience, just asking them for their insurance will vet about 50% of your Hey, what? What kind of insurance? <laughs> I'll have to check into that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, that uh, helps. But no, it's, it's a necessity. Uh, if you have a subcontractor on a job and they do not have insurance, you are responsible mm-hmm. because you are the contractor. Yes. And it doesn't matter what they do or what they have and don't have. It all comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So if you do not make sure they have insurance, you're putting yourself in a very bad position. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Again, another thing that is background checks. Um, Mm -hmm. So especially if you are dealing with contractors, who subcontractors, who are going to go inside a client's home or work in a business where there are there's sensitive information, you are totally within your rights to ask for that subcontractor to go through background checks mm-hmm. and any employees that they will have on the site. Again, it's a cheap, yes. um, it's, a, it's like 40 bucks, I don't know, you can find something, maybe by the time that you listen to this it'll be like 20, 30 and it'll be a thousand dollars to have a background check done, I don't know. but. Um, it's not it's not an expensive fee and it could save you a lot in the long run if you can vet a subcontractor that's got problems. So, yes, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> um you got other things? Um no, I really think it's like everything whether you're talking about employees or subcontractors or whatever be the case, any extra thing you can do up front will save you a lot of headache if there's ever any issues just like Ethan was saying with the background checks Mm -hmm. you know you may think well I don't want to spend 30 40 bucks per (laughs) subcontractor per each employee that they have you know there's a lot of excuses that can go into that but um, the little bit of time that it takes and Mm -hmm. a little bit of money is always worth it in the long run yes especially if you're going to be using them a lot (laughs) it makes a difference yeah um, yeah, um, and another thing to go along with that is um, 
contracts. So you definitely, I would like 100% recommend that you have a contract in place between you as the con the general contractor and any subcontractors you, you hire. You need to have it spelled out in a contract. Again, have an attorney do it, or I don't know, there's probably places online that you could get templates done. But have it spelled out exactly what kind of warranty you want them to provide on their work, um, exactly what kind of insurance you require, if you require background check, any type of things like that, um, and how you're gonna pay them. Let it be written out in a contract. You know, we will provide you with 50% or 20% up front, and then you'll get another check at this point and another check at the end, um, things like that. And then again, inside that contract, you can also put like non-compete clauses, which is definitely something I would recommend because if you have a con subcontractor that does not have a non-compete clause signed, they have no legal, um, no legal consequences. I th there might be some, I'm not a lawyer, but there's no <laughs> written legal consequences that I know of that they're going to run into if they try to steal the customer from out from under you. So having a contract in place when you hire a subcontractor is a must, in my opinion. Um, would you Would you agree? You got it. Yeah, I would. I would say um, really a contract so you're both on the same page and then a warranty. You know, where we're mm -hmm. from, obviously, one-year workmanship warranty is pretty common. Mm -hmm. If they can't stand behind their work for a year, then more than likely there's an issue. Right. Um, the tail light uh, warranty is not very good. Once our tail lights are out of sight, the warranty's out. <laughs> That's not usually a very good uh, way to operate if you got subcontractors. But uh. um, it is a thing, and it, it all comes back to uh, the vetting process because... If you get if you get good subcontractors, they're going to have all that spelled out. It's going to be real simple of how they operate and what they warranty and mm -hmm. how they back up what they do. Um, if you get the fly by night people who um, do not have insurance and have never done a background check and don't yes. even know what you're talking about, but yes. they're cheap, that yep. could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> subcontractors are great if you find a good subcontractor. They can help grow your business, make you money, make your customers happy, but um, subcontractors that you don't vet and that you don't have um, uh, set contracts in place and procedures with them, you could end up having a real, a real mess on your hands. Um, one of the things that I think is, is important if you're going to have subcontractors is to have an employee on staff that can follow up on the quality of those subcontracts, some subcontractors. Um, <laughs> and maybe this employee knows what they're doing or maybe it's just an office person that can, can you give them a checklist of, hey, I want you to go make sure this, this, and this, and this looks good and have the customer sign off on the job. Something, you need to have some sort of quality assurance in place as a company if you're gonna hire subcontractors. And maybe even don't pay the subcontractor until that quality assurance checklist is done on your job because 
it's going to ensure that your business outlasts that one job. <laughs> yes, for uh, sure. When you're working on somebody's job, if you're using multiple subcontractors, a lot of times keeping that a smooth flowing process mm -hmm. can be very difficult. Yeah. And it can be extremely irritating to clients because they're wanting you to get there, do the job until it's done, and then leave. Yeah. Well, if you have one subcontractor that can end on Friday and then the next one can't start till the next Thursday, mm -hmm. then that client is uh, feeling like they're losing multiple days there when yeah. work should be getting done. Yeah. So you've got to be uh, very intentional about your scheduling and stay mm -hmm. on top of it. Very communicative with the clients that yes. you communicate the process yep. and how it's going to work, and that you could have those days, even though you're trying to eliminate those yep. um, during the work, uh, because you can sure have a project spiral downhill real oh, quick yeah. if you don't yes. communicate all those little details. Yep, because a, a client doesn't even, uh, in their mind, it, they're not progressing at all. They were expecting you to be there and to keep working until it was done. Yeah. And if there's four days where there's nobody there, they're mad. Yeah. Whether they act like it or not, deep down, they're they're talking about you. <laughs> uh, no, uh, more than likely, they're upset because it's just human nature. You want to get your stuff done and, and you started it, you should be able to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that, that actually comes into the other point of... Um, the reason that customers are going to use you if you're using subcontractors and not go directly to the subcontractor is because you can provide a better experience for them yes. over what the subcontractor is going to provide. And that almost always comes down to communication. You have got to be good at communicating to your customers. Let them know hey, I tried my best, but we are going to have three days where nobody's there. Um, that's just, we, unfortunately, that's just how it happened. And that puts you above most competition, mm -hmm. and that will be why you can charge 30% on top of your subs that are doing work, because you communicated. Because most of the time, subcontractors, they leave on Friday, you hear nothing. You hear nothing. You hear nothing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then Thursday morning, they show up at 7 a.m. and you're in your pajamas and you're like, well, what? What? I didn't know you were coming. I didn't know you were going to be gone. I didn't know anything. Uh, uh, yep. So if you're going to have subs, make sure you think about the customer's point of view and their experience. You've got to make it better than any other customer experience happening in the construction yes. world around you. And that's how you're going to get by with having subcontractors come in and the client not be upset. And yes, that's yeah. right. And it can be things as simple as the communication along with keeping the job site organized and cleaned. Yes. When you're using subcontractors, a lot of times they have no idea how to pick up after themselves. Yes. <laughs> they don't know that they just took that trash and threw it on the ground and the yep. customer really doesn't want that blown yep. all over their yard or uh -huh. being kicked around their house. And so simple things starting with communication yep. and moving on to keeping the job site organized, making sure that people's treating 
your yep. client's property like it's their own yep. and caring for things yep. are um, big benefits in people feeling like you gave them the experience that's worth recommending you yes. to their neighbors and their friends yeah. and family. Yep. And, and that goes too along with that sometimes it's necessary to have um, an employee that maybe they're not a high dollar employee but some sort of employee that can be at the job site to fill in the gaps that your company standards have, you know, yeah. versus what the subcontractor standards are. So it can be very beneficial to have your own employee on the job. Maybe they're there from Monday to Wednesday when the subcontractors are in limbo and maybe they're just cleaning up <laughs> and, yeah. and making things better there. It, but it provides a much better experience for the customer if you have one of your own employees overseeing the job as much as possible. Yes, yep. definitely. So, sure. um, yeah, I think that's I think it on subcontractors. Yes. So they are definitely a benefit, but you need to vet them and have quality insurance put in place otherwise you'll be in trouble <laughs> right. good uh, luck with your subs and thanks for listening yes thank you for tuning in to our podcast be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family to ask us any questions that might get answered in our next podcasts please visit our website thecontractorfiles.com have a great rest of your day